There are two types of real estate licenses, the broker's and the salesperson's license. For a salesperson's license, you must be 18 years old, take a 40-hour class, pass a state exam, and pay a fee. All salespersons must affiliate with a broker to practice real estate, and they may not accept direct client payments. For the broker's license, you must have three years of experience as a salesperson, take an additional state exam, be bonded for $5,000, and pay a fee. Brokers can do everything a real estate salesperson can do. They also may operate independently, accept direct client payments, and handle escrow funds, which are client deposits. Licensure candidates must pay all state taxes owed and file all state returns as required by law before they may be licensed. Now, once you're licensed, you can work for a broker affiliated with a trade association. You become a realtor by paying a fee to join your local chapter of the Massachusetts Association of Realtors. There's also the NAR, which is the National Association of Realtors, the largest trade association and one of the most powerful lobbying groups in North America. You can sell real estate whether or not you choose to become a realtor. When opening an office, be aware that all agents associated with that office must be realtors if the office is associated with a local realtor chapter. Failure by an agent in a realtor office to become a realtor will result in a fine to the office of $471 per agent, charged to the designated realtor. Now, how do real estate transactions work? The usual process for a real estate transaction takes about three to six months on average. First step, as an agent, you'll be hired as a listing agent by a seller to sell their property. Second, in order to sell it, you'll need to find a buyer. That means advertising. You will typically advertise the property for sale on multiple listing services, aka MLS. Other online places for advertising are Trulia and Zillow. Offline, you can put ads in newspapers or specialty publications. Third step, Buyers contact you to see the property. You will qualify the buyer and make sure the property is a good match for their needs. Then you'll show the property. Fourth step, potential buyers will submit offers if interested in the property. If the seller accepts, great. Fifth step, a purchase and sale contract, PNS, will be drafted and signed. The sixth step, the final sale, AKA the settlement or closing, will take place once terms and conditions of the PNS are met. These conditions could be securing finances or completing inspections. The seventh step, you and any buyer's agent will be paid the commission. Now that we've covered how the sale works, let's dive into key terms. The principal. This is your client. 
this person hires an agent in a real estate transaction. A special agent. This is the broker who can be hired and paid directly by the principal. The subagent. This is an agent's agent, meaning they're working on behalf of the broker. Don't miss this. You'll be the client's subagent and the broker's agent. 1099 versus W-2. Hiring at a brokerage generally takes these two forms. A 1099 independent contractor is paid by the job or on commission. They set their own schedule, can turn down work, and use their own methods. Most residential real estate agents are 1099 contractors. W-2 employees are salaried or paid hourly. Their employer controls what they do and how they do it. This is sometimes the case in commercial real estate. The tax implications of being a 1099 contractor versus a W-2 employee are critical to understand. Unlike a W-2 employee, 1099 independent contractors do not have taxes withheld from their pay. They are treated as self-employed and are solely responsible for their own tax withholding. At the end of the year, they will owe taxes and are, and are advised to not spend their whole commission. It's important once you're an agent to keep careful track of all your business expenses and seek assistance when preparing taxes. You can only deduct what you keep records of. Furthermore, deductible does not mean free. Unlike tax credits, which are subtracted directly from your tax bill, tax deductions do not directly reduce your tax bill and instead reduce your taxable income. I'll give you an example for clarity. If you earned $100,000 for the year and your effective tax rate was 30%, you would owe $30,000 in taxes. A $5,000 tax deduction would reduce your tax bill to $28,500. How so, you might ask. Let's do the math together. A $100,000 income subtract a $5,000 deduction equals $95,000. You would need to multiply that amount by the tax rate of 30%. So... 95,000 times 0.3 tax rate equals 28,500 tax bill. Now the $5,000 deduction would therefore be worth only 1,500 off your taxes, not the full 5,000. If it all seems complicated, know that it's not just you or your lack of understanding. It can be extremely confusing, which is why I recommend you seek an assistant. Let's move on to insurance. There are two types of brokers. There are two types that brokers carry. Professional liability insurance, which provides protection against inevitable human mistakes brokers and salespersons will make. It's also known as errors and emissions insurance. The second type of insurance is general liability insurance. It provides coverage for personal, 
or property damage that might occur either at the brokerage or during showings. For example, a client slips and falls on the office steps. In conclusion, salespeople usually do not need to worry about general liability insurance as it is generally covered by the brokerage, but should strongly consider their own professional liability insurance. That's all for the basic fundamental terms and concepts. This is your step-by-step real estate prep.